0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, we're going to talk about how to make an offer on a DVC resale contract, coming up next on this episode of The DVC Show. The DVC Show is brought to you by DVCstore.com. You'll save thousands of dollars on your next DVC contract when you let the experts at the DVC Store help welcome you home. Visit them on the web at www.dvcstore.com or call 1-800-550-643. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show coming to you from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friend, Sean Fall. Hi. From the DBC store, Jamie Carr. Hey. Also from the DBC store, Mr. Jerry Saito. Hey, now. Joining us via Skype, Mr. Pete Shidley. And the cat. And the cat. Hello. And uh, back in the production nook, our associate producer, Corey Fiesconaro. Welcome home. Okay. So, we wanted to do a show. I'm going to skip with housekeeping this week. I'm just going to get right into it. Um, we wanted to do a show, because uh, we get a lot of questions about it, about presenting offers on resale contracts. And by, what we mean by that is, if a contract is listed at, let's say, 160 a point, uh, you can, it's a real estate transaction. You can't do this with Disney Buying Direct, but you can do this on the resale market. You can make an offer. Saying, "Hey, listen, I'll offer you 150 or 155, and negotiate with the seller." But there are strategies to this that are useful. So we're going to let the experts over here uh, talk about what those strategies are and things you need to keep in mind if you want to make an offer on a resale contract.
1: So Jenny? I think, uh, I, <laughs> I think you know, presenting an offer is a good idea. Um, trying to save yourself some money, but there's, again, strategy. So if it's a listing that is a perfect match, it's something that you've been looking for, it's an add-on or it's the right use here, it's got the points, it's the location, whatever. You know, sometimes jumping on that property at full price is a good idea because it locks it up and secures the property. But if it's overpriced or something's not right, definitely consider the offer. Make, it, make a lower bid towards that uh, package. And it's pretty simple. We get general information, then we call the seller and present it. But usually, offers that are accepted are within a few dollars a point. So, uh, you know, five dollars a point up to the full price, less or sorry, less than five dollars up to the full price is commonly accepted. But you can try anything.
0: Um, but the problem is, and I've had this experience where you're you put something up for sale and you've got it up for 160 and. Somebody comes back and offers one thirty. By law, you're required on a real estate transaction to present all offers. Um, for me, I was like, "Did you hit your head? hundred and thirty dollars a point? Get out of here!" And I, you know, I won't even. I, I wouldn't even counter that. I wouldn't even counter because I don't. Th- I don't take you seriously. And you're, and even if I, even if I did get really, 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 really drunk, and say yes, you're not getting that property. Disney is. There's no way it's going to pass right of first refusal. So that's why the strategy is important. Because, you know, presumably you're not trying to help Disney buy back contracts. So you want to create, you want to present an offer that makes sense. That will that the buyer, that the seller will accept. And that will pass right of first refusal with Disney. So you see something like that. Obviously, it's somebody who does, doesn't does understand the process.
2: Right. Right, And I think most sellers naturally assume that it's a buyer that's trying to be aggressive or and they take it as an offense. It's typically an uneducation of what fair market or how the process works. So if you inquire online and there's an opportunity to make an offer, I would still strongly suggest... When the agent emails or calls you back, have a discussion, ask the agent's opinion, say what if property's been selling for, what if property's been passing for, because you're doing yourself a disservice to offer 130 on a 160. Because as soon as we contact that seller, so you're not contacting that seller, you're making it to us, it makes the process a lot easier. We're contacting the seller, and as Pete said. The seller's shutting down. At that point, whether they think you're un- uneducated, which most don't, they just take offense. And then they, I say, well, why don't you counter? And then the seller says, this person and I aren't even the same ballpark. I don't want to work with them. So now there's automatically the seller has put a wall up. They sure. don't want to come back. Where if we had had a discussion or an email or we had educated you on fair market value or you think you've done the research but still ask our opinion – even if you say, well, I was really willing to pay 150 but you offered 130 it doesn't really work the same with general real estate as DVC. DVC owners just kind of, they're naturally educated, they know what their property is worth, and they're going to shut down. And you're not going to get a response from them, and they're not going to work with you. They're just going to say, no, thank you, I'll wait for the next buyer. Even if you come back with the offer that Pete wants to hear, at that point you've already closed the door with yeah, that if person. You, if, yeah, if
0: you're not coming back... With a full price offer at that point, I'm not interested. Right. right. Well,
3: we had a we had uh, a discussion on over on DVC Fan a few days ago, um, and you know somebody was talking about oh they tried to bid on something and the seller dropped out, and it wasn't through DVC store; it was with a different company. And you know I had explained on there I was like, hey, um, you know, it's not necessarily the other company's fault that it happened. The seller dropped out, but um, in talking about it, like, you know, they need to make sure they're educated on like what's going on in those lines of communication. And I think all that has to do with like how you guys communicate with your customers, your buyers and your sellers and you guys do a really good job of keeping that line open.
1: obviously educate, but sometimes people will get their information from other sources. So they'll go through Google and they'll see writer first refusal reports from three years ago or something absurd that's out there on a blog. And they're like, well, this person got it for, you know, that price. So I want it for that price. And that information could be very old. It might not mm-hmm. be relevant. So, you know, you can't always trust what's out there. It's kind of like if you get sick or you have like a bump or something, you go on Google, you're like, what is that? And all of a sudden you're dying, you mm-hmm. know, like Google might yeah. provide the wrong information. So you're, or it might
0: provide the right information but in the wrong context. Right. right. Um so like you know that was an accurate ROFR report from 3 years ago it's just not in context now because the markets change.
3: Well, even even uh you know, weeks back I got an email from somebody uh specifically just saying, like, I love the D V C show that you guys do. I really would like to do business there. And um, but you know, I found this contract on this other website for like this number. And I mean it was like twenty buck twenty dollars a point less than what it should be. And I just explained back, I was like you, girl, you wouldn't even get that anyway. Like, they, yeah. like you're like you're never going to get your hands on that. There like, are like, brokers. That's the thing. There like, are
1: brokers who don't care if you right. get the property. They sell they, they, the buyback. Right. They want the buyback because they, they'll get a second sale.
0: Because, they'll get their commission regardless. Right. Right.
1: And then that buyer's going to come back and buy something else, and that so might get real. Free. They have it. to go again. And yeah.
0: I, I won't mention names because he'll get mad at me. But a friend of mine. This is what happened. He said, "Oh, I put an offer in on a Saratoga contract, and." You know, because he's my friend, I automatically assumed he went through DVC Store. Well, he didn't. He went through somebody else. And he told me the price. And I said, I just, I got to be honest, you're not getting it. You're not getting it. It's going to get taken. There's no way you're going to, oh, well, it's worth trying. It's worth trying. Now, understand, this process, when you go through right of first refusal, it's a month. Okay? It's a month of waiting a lot of times. Like, to find out if Disney's going to take it or not. And sure enough, Disney took it. And I said, well, he's he texted me. He's like, yeah, hey, you were right. And then he went ahead and he put an offer in on one through DVC Store, which was priced aggressively, but within the realm of it's probably going to pass right of first refusal. And it did, and he got the contract. So it's about how badly do you want the contract and how much does your time worth to you? You can go ahead and chase your tail. Go take a look at what what these are going for. I will tell you now, I have done, Sean and I have done a tremendous amount of research on what the fair market value of these prices are. I can tell you without hesitation that DVC Store, among others, but DVC Store prices them appropriately. They price them at 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 a dollar amount that makes sense to the seller, that is within the reasonable range for the buyer and is more than likely going to pass right of first refusal. Of course, there's no guarantee for that because there's no rhyme or reason to what Disney is going to take. But it really does annoy me because there are so many brokers out there. I know you guys are limited in what you can say. I am not. There are so many brokers out there that are just plain dishonest and they will they will take advantage of people that that may be in a rough situation or may not be fully educated and price their properties to a level they know Disney is never going to let pass and they don't care because if Disney buys that contract back they still get their commission they don't care if you don't get it or not
3: well the other part is and it, and it goes both ways with this it's very important um with what, especially with what DVC store does. So if you're on the selling side of it and you're trying to get rid of your contract and this other company is listing everything at, you know, Grand Floridian for $160 a point, And you just think, okay, that's what they're selling for. That's what I'm going to get out of this thing you could have gotten a lot more out of it as the seller. You would have made more money off of it. In turn, as the buyer, you're not wasting your time bidding $160 a point on Grand Floridian that you're not going to ever get your hands on. But beyond that, if you could get it for $160 a point, what are you doing to the value of the thing you're buying into? Like the big point of buying DVC compared to buying Marriott or Westgate or whatever else is like the thing holds its value. And if all of a sudden everyone's gonna start getting 20 30 40 dollars below stuff you're only hurting the own your own product that you're attempting to buy into so it makes no sense Well, like, and
1: again it doesn't get, through. And, and get the, through and the broker who's listing those at a low price is not, again not doing a service to the seller they're not telling them real value and they're looking for a quick sale that they don't care they're going to get bought back so right. it doesn't win. and it, you'd it, be surprised how yeah. pervasive
0: it is yeah. it's pervasive now pete you've made offers
4: yeah. Um, so I just wanted to make a comment about. There's also something to remember when making an offer is that not all contracts are created equal in terms of the level of popul- popularity of that contract. So if there is a 75-point beach club contract out there, that contract's going to go like that. So if you're going to try to haggle on that contract, you're never going to get anywhere because it's going to sell within a day or two. You can put it, you can put your offer in. $10 below what they're asking for, even though it's probably a higher price point because it is a small contract, it's going to be gone. If you got a larger point contract, it, you know, again, Saratoga Springs, let's say there's a 400 point contract at Saratoga Springs. That's not going to have as high demand. You're more likely to see an offer. You may be able to offer 10 points below what its listing price is and be able to get interest in that because the person isn't seeing as many, uh, as many offers from that. So that's just my opinion. But that that's what I saw too. Um, you know, my the one of the contracts I bid on was a uh, boardwalk contract with 75 points. I debated at the time about, do I offer less? It was at, at the time it was a little high, but now it looks great because it was $105. But, yeah, that's um, good. <laughs> but at the time that was actually pretty high for boardwalk contracts were going in the 90s. Uh, and um, I was like, well, should I offer less? And I said, well, you know what? I mean, even if I offer like, 102, it's only a couple hundred dollars and then it's more likely to be taken by somebody else. So I just offered the 105. Whereas last year when I was looking at Animal Kingdom contracts, larger contracts, I wasn't going to pay the the price. I was going to try to try to find something that I was getting, you know, at the low end. I wasn't, I wasn't trying to undercut, but I was, you know, if someone had it at 115, I was going to offer 110. So you really got to look at what's available out there. Are the contracts going to go fast or is it something that might be around for a while? And I think that's a decision to make, too.
0: Pete, when did you buy your boardwalk? How long ago? Two,
4: 2017.
0: 2017. So you think about in the last three years. How much? Because what is Boroward going for now?
1: I'd say that would probably sell
0: 140s, 150s. Okay. So people ask all the time about the 2042 thing. You're going to switch to me? You're going to stay on Jerry? Okay. There we go. Um, People ask about the 2042 thing all the time. Here it is three years later. Three years later. And that – which is closer to 2042 than when he bought it. And look what the price is now. So these things – Keep their value, they or they grow in value. Yeah. If he turned around and sold that right now, he'd make he'd make money. Yeah. He'd make money yeah. off the deal. Plus, he got some vacations at.
3: We'll be on that. Yep. There, there are just like certain types of people in general. And I think that's why DVC people will tend to shut down. People have that yard sale factor. Like I could literally list a Corvette in a yard sale for 10 cents and somebody would offer me five. Like that's just immediately. (laughs) Then they just like the deal. Like they like, they need to know that they got a discount. Like even like they just need to haggle and they need to do that kind of thing. But also with putting in a bid on something, you a lot of people get spooked off sometimes by like oh there's no points on this until like february of 2021 so like but this contract you know it has points in august or has points coming on in 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 march or something but you need to realistically think about when am i going to book this thing cuz a lot of times you're not going in the next, even if you had to wait till February, 2021, like that's the earliest you even could go. Cause you got to, I mean, this whole process takes a while. And so if you're getting points coming on in October, fantastic. Like by the time this closes, by the time you find availability and figure out your plans with your family, like now you have points. So I think people get hung up a lot yeah. on needing it to have points immediately when there may not even be availability for you to use those yeah. points at the beginning.
2: So. and if you're a haggler, to Sean's point, mm-hmm. we'll take your offer and we'll haggle for you. That's our job. that's what we do every day. But on the other side of that, if you're making an offer that you know is more aggressive than the current market by a significant amount, don't be discouraged when the seller comes back and says, I'm firm and they don't have a counter offer because yeah. And that's happens. that's the nice and- way.
0: that's the nice way of uh, that, that's how Jamie's gonna say it to you. Because when Jerry came to me with one of those offers, I can't I can't keep my suitable rating on iTunes and tell you what I actually said. Um, because this was $30 a point under the asking price. And it's like, you're an idiot. But yeah, Jerry's listen, not going to say remember, that to you. I am.
4: Yeah. And, and to remember, Jerry and Jamie, they're working for the seller and the buyer. So they're going to take that they're going to take that offer to the seller but they're going to be honest with them as well and if they you know if they don't think it's a good value they're going to say well here's the offer but you know i think you can do better
0: well and let's not (laughs) i would
4: imagine they're going to say that absolutely
0: let's not uh let's not lose sight of the importance of that that you know the importance of working with someone whose you know job is to get the deal done but to also make sure that both the buyer and the seller right. are well represented and are and it's and it's done with integrity. It's and that, done and That's what I'm trying to say there at, is
4: They're they're going to they're trying to benefit both parties in this transaction. Right. And, and and you know this is a legitimate group and they're going to do that. They're not as you mentioned other sellers that are just worried about getting the sale. They're looking to benefit both the seller and the buyer.
0: And there's a reason they've been around for 25, 26 years now. Um, And again, taking nothing away from others. I've not dealt with others. I know there are disreputable ones out there. But this was the company I always dealt with from the very beginning. And there was a reason that they were on the site and our relationship has grown over the years um, because I trust them. There's a reason I buy, bought all of my resales through them because I trust them. Um, And I've got to be able to get on here and tell you why I trust them. Um, So, But uh, I thought this was an important conversation to have because there's a lot of confusion that goes on around making offers. Can you make an offer? What's what's a good offer to make? Uh, So I thought maybe having a more expanded discussion about it was a good idea. Of course, you can find those contracts to make those great, appropriate offers on at dvcstore.com. And that will do it for this episode of our show, our show. We will see you again next week with another edition of the DVC show. Have a great week. folks.